Welcome to Talking Health Tech. My name is Peter Birch, and this is a podcast of conversations with doctors, developers, and decision makers that are playing in the Australian health tech scene today. With me in the studio is James Skye. He's the CEO of clinical and practice management software vendor, Genie Solutions. He's the former general manager of MYOB and was originally the executive chair of Genie before moving into the full-time CEO gig earlier this year. Genie has earned tremendous respect and trust from its customer base and over 20 years in market as a software solution for doctors. More recently, Genie has been focused on bringing the company into a new era of industry collaboration and technology advancements, enabling practices around Australia to deliver better patient experiences and drive real practice efficiency. James, how are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me along. Yeah, thanks for coming in. Beautiful well, day in Sydney. And how we're good stuck is inside it? in the studio. Yeah, yeah. But I guess like with podcasts, it could be any weather and anyone could be listening and it's raining outside. Um, speaking of raining, you, you, you were, you were, so your, your Jeannie's head office is in Brisbane. You're, you're in Sydney a lot, but you're, you're also a, a, originally a New Zealander, is that? Is That's that right, yep. Yeah, okay. okay. Proud Kiwi, still support the All Blacks. Uh, All Blacks oh, okay. 15 years here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, well, it might be a short... No, 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 I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, awesome, awesome. That's good. Uh, so, so Jeannie, lots to talk about. Um, let's 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 get stuck into it. For those that might not be in the know, tell us a bit more about Jeannie and what you guys do. So we're the market leader for practice management systems for specialists. And we include, by the way, you know, GPs as a, as a specialty there. So we've got more than um, 4,000 practices using Genie uh, um, to run their practice. And that means they're using it to you know, do all their practice management in terms of appointment booking, billing, and also managing the clinical workflows. So we think that's around 65% of all private practices in Australia that are using Genie. Yeah, wow. Okay, fair enough. So then, because I was, I, was, I was looking around, I think you had over... 20,000 licenses or something back in 2018. What, what's what's the count now? How, who have you got and, and who are the customers and how many are there? And what? Yeah, so look, we've got um, the top 10 specialties make up about 50% of our client base. Okay. We celebrated our 4,000th practice wow. in October last year, okay. which was a... Um, an endocrinologist on the on the Sunshine Coast. Oh right, and you know you know the four thousand. Yeah, we've had we've had her down to our office. She took our, oh, our cool. new Cloud Gen two product, and you oh, know, wow. we, so we really celebrated that. Yeah. And look, you know, sales have been growing pretty rapidly since then. Yeah, okay. um, who are our customers? They're split across a fifty something different different specialties. Mm. Um, they are. You know, have been we've been in business for twenty years, so most of them are on the desktop. But more recently, mm. more of our new practices are actually taking cloud. So in the last quarter, we've seen a four hundred percent growth in, in in cloud sales compared to the same quarter last year. Yeah, wow! And for the first time, we're seeing more new practices take our, our Gen two cloud solution than desktop. Yeah, okay, which is really exciting. Yeah, right, right. Because from I haven't followed it too much, but it. it so Gen two, I mean, there was you've you've been working on it for a while, um, but it sounds like more recently it's it's starting to really get some traction. It really is, yeah. So look, we you know we I guess um, when the company changed ownership a couple of years ago, I got involved in reviewing strategy, and it seemed to me that the market would move to the cloud. There was enormous benefit um, for our customers and their patients in, in that shift to the cloud, and so uh, but we felt like we were behind and probably falling behind mm. so we've quadrupled our investment in, mm. in cloud and you know we've we've in, um, got you know 50 50 
um, people in our development team focused on cloud. Wow. And that's really making a difference. So, mm. you know, we've invested, um, I think, well and, you know, really invested in getting the user experience right mm. and the customers who are moving on to it are loving it. And that's, you know, mm. really generating great growth. Yeah, thank you. That's awesome. Um, your your experience, you've got a lot of experience broadly, but you, your experience isn't so much in the health space, if, I, if I've read it correctly. What what perspective do you bring to to the company as a, I guess you've you've been CEO for for quite a while now, but still coming coming with with fresh eyes into the organisation. How how's health different to to other industries you've been involved in, or how how is it the same? Look, it's interesting. So I've come from the accounting software industry, mm. where you know we're running running MYB small business business, where you know, that, that company's just been that industry, in fact, has just been through a massive transformation mm. from desktop to 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 cloud and to platforms, mm. um, and so that you know a lot of that's very familiar. You know, looking at the landscape, mm. um, bit behind where where that market is, but you know a similar set of opportunities and challenges fa- facing us from a from a technology point of view, from a cultural point of view, in, ter- mm. in terms of running the business. So, you know, a lot, a lot that's very familiar to me, um, and, and some real differences. I mean, clearly we're dealing with um, with people's health, and therefore, you know, lives are at stake. So that that makes a that that um, brings a, an added edge to it. But mm. look, I'm loving it because there is those similar op- opportunities. Um, and and you know, if, I, if I look back at the last decade in, in accounting software. You know the the industry's just exploded um, on the back of cloud, on the back of moving to platforms. There's been huge value creation mm-hmm. for for the shareholders in that in that um, in that industry, yeah. but also for the customers. You know, small businesses are so much better served than they were ten years ago because of that shift. Yeah, okay. I think there's a similar opportunity here, mm-hmm. and given our customers are, are you know medical professionals. As we deliver much more value to them and that shift to platform cloud platforms, we've got an opportunity to really um, and demonstrably improve patient outcomes across Australia. Mm. What's your take on? I'm just thinking about about cloud in in Australia, like cloud practice management systems in Australia, and say thinking about the last five something years. Um, you know, there's 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 brand new guys that have built stuff from scratch and there's there's the, the, the well-established practice management systems that have gone from, you know, server-based to, to building a cloud solution. Um, I sometimes feel like everyone's on a level playing field because you you, 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 you got to build the whole thing from scratch regardless of, you know, how much experience you've got in the, in the space. Um, how, like... So you've still got to build a, a cloud product from scratch. How different is Gen 2 from the... the, the um, the original genie like solution. How much can can you leverage off the old kind of tech? I'm going to use the term old tech to build the new tech. And um, yeah, how do you how do you bring that those two things across? Yeah, look, it's a, it's a great question. I, I think um, most desktop companies who move to the cloud make the mistake of trying to lift and shift, and just mm. they see it as a technology problem. And it, and it kind of the technology shift is necessary but not sufficient. Yeah. So it really is about reimagining. Um, what's possible in the cloud, and that's what we've done with Gen Two. So we've really taken a, f- a fresh set of paper mm. and and really re- reimagined what practice management solution systems can be in the cloud. Mm. Having said that, we've got you know two decades of experience and mm. thousands of customers. We've got a lot of insight. We've got a lot of knowledge. We know what customers want. We know what they're using, what they're not using, what works for them. So you know we are we're optimizing for 
um, workflow efficiency and we're over-investing in, in, um, in design, in, in, in UX, in, in that shift. And it really is, you know, you, you see the differences in the workflows that we're, we're bringing in. So I think our customers would find the cloud experience very familiar, but, you know, completely reimagined at the same time. Yeah, cool. Interesting. Um, so, so Genie was, was a, it's almost like a family run company for a very long time. If, if, if I've got that right. And yeah, now, was, yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, now it's a very, very different company backed by, by PE, by private equity. That's, that's obviously a very huge cultural shift. Talk me through that process. Cause you, you've been at the forefront of that journey. So how's that kind of gone? Yeah. Look, it, it is a big change, but I think in these transformations, um, it's more about what doesn't change than what changes that's mm. important. So, you know, for us, the first thing to, in, you know, acquiring Jenny was, um, and when I say acquire, you know, the, the founding family are still shareholders. Yep. Paul Carr, who founded the business, still sits on our board. <laughs> and that, you know, having that, um, we've got a great relationship with, with, with him and he's still, um, you know, we can still go to him and get that history file on what's yep. happened in the past. So that's been really, that's really cool. helpful. It's mm-hmm. been really important. Um, you know, for, for our customers, for, for the business and, and for, the, for the team to get that continuity. But the first thing to really understand is, look, what's the secret sauce? You know, Genie didn't get to be an absolute market leader by mistake. And so why, you know, why, why is that? What's that secret sauce? And the secret sauce for Genie is really clear. You know, it's a really huge focus on their customers. Mm. And that comes through in a, in a product that's really designed to meet meet specific specialist requirements and really going through each specialty and understanding what they need and delivering for them and um, and delivering great support, you know, really over-investing in support um, compared to our competitors and be, just being there for our customers to help them help them manage our practice. And that, of course, has to be underpinned by great people. So, you know, we've really taken that secret source and look at look to not screw it up, firstly, yep. and then, you know, really look to, look to how we can accelerate a, a, a around that. Yeah. So we've been, you know, we've doubled the size of the business um, since since buying the business, and you know we've really looked to put in a platform for for growth and 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 for the for the, for the future, and you know that's been building out a new new executive team, mm-hmm. doubling the size of the company, investing a lot in product, moved to new offices. Yeah, I was going to say that I came to your office. I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. I don't, I don't know why, but I was expecting something in like a stuffy office block. I don't, I don't know. I had this bad <laughs> conception. That was a bad, like a wrong idea, Pete. But um, it's a very funky new office and you've got your values on the walls and you've got some pretty happy people walking around. It's, yeah, uh, it's, look, it's pretty buzzing. Yeah, it really is. Look, you know, we, we're we super focused on culture. Yeah, we, you know, we just believe yeah that, that came across a lot. Yeah, yeah we, we just, you know, I think at, at an executive level, we spend more time talking about culture than we do mm. about revenue and sales, and, yeah. and that, that works. Yeah, cool. And so, you know, at, at its heart, you know, that means that um, we don't think we can be successful on any other metric if if employee engagement's not going well. So yeah. that's the, the first thing we focus on, and, and you know, we've really put, put a lot of investment into the team. Yeah. Um, you know, we are super focused on learning development. We've just, just announced to our team that we're putting every single person in the entire company through a formal design thinking program this year. <laughs> um, you know, and that's, you know, that's real, real investment. And, mm. you know, hopefully, hopefully that comes through and it sounds like you, you saw it. Yeah, you said you got 50 devs or something. No, just on, just on, just on cloud. So yeah, yeah we're, we're 150 people now wow. and half of that's um, on the product side. Yeah, good on you. Um, so, just moving on, collaboration in the health tech space. Um, I mean, that's a topic that we've all done a lot of talking about, but but 
we've also talked about the fact that we all need to start doing something. Um, so thinking about Genie specifically, is there anything tangible you guys are doing to improve collaboration in healthcare? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, we see the opportunity um, for us as you know, building a, a platform of scale and mm. that, re- that you know, implies, requires, as based on, on collaboration. So mm. we're investing you know, literally millions upon millions of dollars in, in collaboration right now. Mm. What does that look like? So it looks like, um, first of all, you know, we've really invested in fire. So we've made a strategic commitment to the to the fire standard. Mm. You know, we have, we've, um, a standard's going to be required for collaboration. Mm. We think that fire's going to, uh, it has emerged the winner. You know, the thing that really convinced me, apart from a couple of ma- uh, meetings with, with Graham Greve, was, yeah, yeah. was the Apple decision to, to backfire a couple of years ago. And you've got to believe that the big tech guy is starting to get behind this. It, it, it's inevitable. Mm. And I think that companies like us can help help accelerate that. Mm. So we've we've um, gone down that path. We're investing in, a, a, in building out an open platform um, with cloud in, cloud integrations. And, you know, that's... that's um, means that we'll, we'll be able to interconnect and interoperate much better than than we have in the past, mm-hmm. and I think that'll foster innovation through you know new exciting um, players in the market, helping them to integrate to our systems and get mm-hmm. get to market. You know, we're also looking into um, new business models. So, you know, for example, um, we've got ongoing conversations with. Um, private hospitals, for example, you know, most of their specialists use Genie, and there's um, you know, very little interoperability between those systems. Mm. And you know, that's, an, that's a, on the surface an obvious thing to an obvious thing to fix. But you go and talk to our customers and say, hey, you know, we've got X amount to spend on development and improving your your software this year. How much of that should we spend on solving that problem? And they say none. You know, we've got other things we'd like you to be doing. That's not going to drive value for us. Mm. So we're thinking about new business models that really turns that private hospital into our client. And we say, look, you know, we, we'll, we'll come and build a great integration, a great workflow for your VMOs. Um, it'll drive a huge productivity um, um, benefit for you. It'll drive some um, better customer experience, better VMO experience, and we want to share in the in the in those benefits. Mm. Um, and that that's a that makes them our customer, changes the paradigm, and you know, we call that that business model interoperability as a service. Mm. And it's, we're out talking to people now, and it's it's getting great traction, and we're we're, we're super excited about it. I think it's going to make a big difference. Very cool, very cool. So I was reading before that that Australia's Australia was recently ranked like below average for the use of digital in, in, in a clinical setting. I think we were um, below the international average for a percentage of healthcare providers that were, were using technology or mobile apps. So I think something like 77% of professionals here use tech compared to like 94% in China and a bunch of other countries. Um, in, in your perspective then, what, why, why aren't Australian doctors adopting tech like other parts of the world, do you think? Look, you know, they're, they're really interesting statistics, and I'm just not surprised. Mm. You know, they, they, we talk to our doctors. We've done you know, really detailed surveys with our customers, and they want to use technology. There's, mm. there's, um, you know, they want to use technology that's going to drive real outcomes for their patients, going to improve efficiency in their in their practices, going to give give them you know more more tools, and that they you know they either the vast majority want to use new technology, want to embrace it. 
and there's a bunch that want to know more about it to enable them to make those decisions. Mm. And it's really us as an industry that's letting them down, I think. You mm. know, um, I, I look at this industry coming into it and I go, there's, there's, some, there's some pretty big problems here. You know, first of all, it's a very disconnected ecosystem. Sure. You know, I've got a client who um, who is a great client and uses is really passionate about the use of technology in their practice. Mm. And he showed me this wonderful slide, which is a, a hand drawing of him of his um, technology ecosystem in his practice, mm. and you know, this completely disconnected, fragmented solution. And you know, the title is "My Solution Three Years Ago," mm. and he says, "You know, click down My Solution Now," and the gag is, it's exactly the same. There's yeah. been no change, <laughs> and and that's a problem, right? We're yeah. just, you know, that's a it's a disconnected ecosystem, and uh, um, that's that's making it hard to use technology. Mm. Two, you know, our industry is a UX crime scene. You know, mm. it's a it's a the user, ex- we just haven't invested in user experience the way other industries have. Mm. Software's um, hard to use. Um, the, the 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 user the usability just isn't, and the utility isn't there. Mm-hmm. And when we're adding more technology into a practice, often that's adding to the workload, not detracting from it. Sure. And that's got to change. You know, we've got yeah. to really got to change change that. Yeah. And the third problem is it's a very fragmented ecosystem. You know, yeah. the, uh, sorry, a very fragmented market. So. Yeah. We think there's 270 different technology providers trying to sell to, to <laughs> practices, and, and most of them aren't doing a great job. They are subscale college businesses, you know, not not delivering great solutions, mm. not investing properly properly in technology, and and that's a problem. So you know, it's a problem for the for the good ones, and there are some fantastic mm. um, providers out there, but it's difficult for them to get break to to get cut through, mm. and it's a problem for our customers because. You know, they get this. There's all this noise, and it's very hard for them to fil- filter through. So, you know, there's, there's some quite big problems that are, mm. that are holding us back. Yeah, um, I think as well as you were saying that, I kind of had that realization that that probably a big part of it too is is all about trust in the in the well, whether it's the process, but it's all about data privacy and security as well. So, I, I think that. You know, clinicians and, and even patients to an extent. The it depends on how how hard you know the industry gets beaten up in in, in the media. But but if the perception is that there's not an element of trust they can provide to to software to you know be custodians for their information, then they're going to stick with their fax machine in Manila folders, I guess. So look, kind of. You know, I think certainly when we ask our customers about about. Um, the cloud, mm. security is on their mind, mm. but you know, as a technologist, I would say the problems of security, the problems of privacy in the cloud are solved. Yeah. So you know, I'm glad that our customers take those issues seriously and ask the tough questions because they should. Mm. But the answers are there, and so the, I don't see that as a, a true barrier to, to shifting to the cloud, to shifting to new technology. Mm. And you know, in fact, I see a you know, whilst a you look around and see some real problems, as, as I talked about in the, in, in the industry, that's holding back uptake. When I look to the future and, and the not too distant future, mm. say the next five years, you know we see some some really really exciting things happen mm. happening, and you know, I'd say there's five big things that are going to happen that's going to transform things. Mm-hmm. You know, the first thing I think cloud is the future, and over the next five years, we're going to see significant migration to the cloud mm-hmm. and use of cloud technologies. So even if customers aren't moving completely to the cloud, they'll be using cloud technologies as part of their o- overall solution. Mm. That shift to the cloud is going to uh, really drive uh, connection to the patients, and it's going to automate. It's going to help our practices 
automate that patient journey. Mm. And then once we've got both practitioners and patients, you know, using the same technology, we're going to see platforms of scale emerge. And that's going to change the game. You know, those platforms of scale are going to mean that that disconnected ecosystem finally truly gets gets connected up. Mm -hmm. And then perhaps most excitingly, you know, the fifth point is once we've got platforms of scale and connected ecosystems, all that data that's sitting inside the the EMR, sitting inside the practice management system, is going to be freed, and that's going to get out and mm. power AI mm. and you know power real insights that that'll drive a big big improvement in patient outcomes. Yeah, I think that last point's really important as well, and I think it also like there'll be there'll be when I speak to people about. Um, utilizing data with artificial intelligence in, in, in good ways. It's, it's sad sometimes that the mindset of some people that would be, well, using data is, 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 is a bad, like th there's all these negative connotations with utilizing data, but there was, there's some pretty cool stuff that you've, you guys have done recently, even with, with some partnerships with, um, some guys using data for good things. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We've just announced a great partnership with Movember. Yeah. Um, and that, what, that, what a great organisation. You know, yeah, they, awesome. they, apart from the you know the dodgy facial hair <laughs> that they've, they've sparked, but you know they've they've raised a lot of money and they really take mm. um, take their responsibilities for delivering better health outcomes really seriously. They're really determined to drive change. So mm. we, we love what they're doing and. You know, we're fortunate enough to serve more than 90% of, of urologists, private urologists wow. in, in Australia. And so it just made sense to get on board with what, what November are trying to do um, to solve, uh, to, to help prostate cancer sufferers. So, yeah, yeah great partnership. And we're, we're, we're looking forward to, you know, adding adding real value to our, our customers and mm. making a difference in the in the fight against prostate cancer. Yeah, yeah. Have you heard about beard season, by the way? I haven't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, the beard, it's about skin checks. But anyway, oh, really? we, okay. we, we'll, we'll talk about that later. We'll Google well, that. My later. wife's just struggling with the idea of me growing a moustache this you year. You could so just back it up yeah. and just make it make it into beard season <laughs> and raise money for skin cancer awareness. But that <laughs> that'd be good. Um, where were we? So the um, uh, look the. We've talked a little bit about, you know, the, the, the need to open up collaboration, interoperability and, and all of that. What, what do you find on a, on a day-to-day, -day, though, that you, your doctors really want from, from you guys, from Genie, from their solution? What do they really want? So the, the top three things they want, so we've done the, we've done the survey, okay. we, we know what they want, um, and the, the top three things they want, you know, the first thing they want is they want to improve their patient experience. Uh -huh. They want to drive practice efficiency and they want to drive doctor efficiency so they can see, see more patients. Yeah, okay. that, that's really clear. Yeah. And so that's what we're, you know, that's what we're trying, trying to deliver and you know, we focus our, our now significant development resources on delivering. Yeah, okay, perfect. Um, and so then finally, what's, what's next for you guys? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, you you're, um, you mentioned about AI before, and mm. you talk to people, and you know, I presume doctors who could be using this, and they're quite they're quite um, resistant. Yeah, you know, that's not our experience. So, you know, when we've done surveys, we found that doctors are super excited about what AI could bring, mm. if not super positive about it, at least really really curious, wanting to, wanting to know more. So, mm. the most exciting thing we're working on at the moment is a is an AI program. Cool. Um, and and you know that fits into part of our, our platform vision. So we're well into um, a, a, a major build of, of our cloud platform. Mm. You know, Gen 2 is part of that, um, but we're also building a, a series of shared services that'll plug into both um, Gen 2 and into our, into our desktop Genie solution for, the, for those customers. Right. And those solutions are aimed at you know, automating the patient journey. So we're building out a series of um, 
um, automated forms offerings. Um, mm-hmm. Our partnership with Hot Docs is well underway, and we're delivering some great online appointment solutions for our customers soon, yeah. and a range of things that automates that journey. Mm-hmm. And then connecting the disconnected ecosystem. So um, we're, uh, we'll be launching a, a cloud marketplace um, shortly, and that'll you know, really help our customers um, provide safe, um, authorised, recommended integra- and integrations to, to third third parties. Mm. And then finally, as I said, most excitingly, you know, how we bring bring all that together yeah. to, to power AI and help you know help deliver better patient outcomes. Nice one. Looking forward to seeing how that all plays out. Um, is there anything else? Yeah, there sure is. You know, as we think about this this platform, uh, we're fortunate to have. Uh, backers, uh, private equity backers that want to build a much, much bigger um, healthcare IT business. Um, you know, I, IFM are, are, are a, a great partner, and the underlying investor is actually Hester, the healthcare industry super fund. So they're really aligned around our purpose. Obviously, they want to return for their members, but they genuinely and strategically care about improving the healthcare system as well. So we're really excited. We're really looking for investments that will accelerate that platform vision. So you know, we're hoping to we're, we're actively out there looking for for acquisition partnership opportunities that will help make that a reality more quickly. Very cool. Sounds like it'll, it'll all come together. So that's it's the plan. That's <laughs> the plan. Very excited to watch it all play out. I'll leave some notes in the show notes on how people can check out um, more of what you guys do and, and beard season. Um, but look, <laughs> James, I really appreciate your time. Thanks so much for coming in. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Talking Health Tech. My name is Peter Birch. Go do some stuff on our socials and website, share it with some people, and give us a nice review and a five-star rating because it all helps to spread the word and get people talking. Until next time, I'm out of here.